Hey everyone, welcome to the Self Agency Advocate Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is a space where we explore, discover, and share tools, techniques, and wisdom to help you build and maintain a sense of agency. All right, so as we get into this one, we're going to again start exploring that concept of acting from a place of self agency. And it's exactly in that space of connecting to your truth, connecting to that place of honoring the internal messages, learning how to listen to them, and then acting and responding to those messages. So within this conversation today, Ollie, I'm really looking to kind of dig deeper into your own insight, your own wisdom on what it means to not only connect with yourself, but why and how self-agency shows up for you. What it means to you to have this connection to yourself, why it ever kind of came onto your radar. If there was a time, a place that you thought, hey, actually, I need to start connecting further within How does that show up in your everyday life? Oh, wow. There's so much to unpack there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you don't really ever think of it in those terms. Anyway, not like in the present moment, but when afterwards you can kind Mm. of look at it in those lenses. I feel like there's more to do with just slowly starting to discover like the first part is is self-discovery, I think, because, you know, it's this idea that we are, you know, we, we birth ourselves into into this existence. And then we are kind of told and programmed and shifted and molded and we mold ourselves to a certain degree to the point where then, you know, around usually when you're like 18, you're like, oh, well, are all of these things really true? And um, then you just like go on this quest for for the self, right? Mm -hmm. And that can be really misleading (laughs) and misguiding because you are looking for something which is... uh, a variable like it's it's not a fixed term because like the self is something which is ever changing and always moving mm. and i feel like the you know the this the spiritual path or you know a, any path of anything that's kind of like geared towards discovery or probing deeper um will inevitably like lead you to play with the boundaries of self uh like firstly it's like okay who am i how do i interact with others as uh, as a human being Am I unique? Am I alone? Mm-hmm. Am I made up of the experiences which shaped me? Or is there a sense of this kind of I am, but then it's also I'm made up of the responses to those experiences. So you've got kind of like these two mechanisms of self-creation. You've got the external experience and then you've got like the internal response. You know, until eventually at your point you're like, okay, well then where am, where exactly is myself? And then... It's just such a huge rabbit hole <laughs> because, because right. you know, like it doesn't matter yes. what lens you look at it, if it's like scientific or spiritual or psychological, you can't really pin it down. It's not like, it's not something that you can tangibly mm. like, yeah, this is where I begin and this is where the rest of the world begins. There is a point because it's not, the idea is like, where do you define yourself as a self? You know, the, the, the general mm-hmm. consensus is, it's kind of like, you know, your, your identity, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that identity piece that that's so important, but so kind of evasive sometimes. I really love that part where you talk about exploring and kind of pushing the boundaries of yourself and seeing this place of not only creation, because we can create in any moment and it evolves and it shifts, but it's 
it's almost like you're suggesting that there's this essence of never getting too comfortable, really, because it is that rabbit hole. And it's when you discover one aspect of yourself, or when you unfold or unravel a certain layer, there's just so much more and it's never ending. So what is your practice of self discovery look like? And with that, so I guess a two part question there, what does your practice of self discovery look like? And do you think it's evolving and shifting in a way that you control? Or is it unfolding kind of naturally behind the scenes, if that makes sense? Does one thing happen and then the other starts to unfold within that discovery as you notice things? Does your path of self-discovery shift and evolve over time with what you discover? I think that you, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they both feed off of each other uh, inherently, right? Because mm-hmm. the, how can they not? Uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. self, the self-discovery sort of ends at a certain point. I believe when you kind of once you break down the fact that you are completely inseparate from everything else and you are mm. you are it but then you also aren't and so like you mm-hmm. you kind of have these two poles which emerge and you've got on the one hand we are completely one whole total and then on the other side we are involved in uh, individual experience of separateness you know uniqueness in ourselves you know mm. and so and that's the human experience. And that's like, you know, if if the universe is an infinite thing, then we have experienced every single thing that we can. And right now what we're mm-hmm. doing is is we're, you know, we're practicing this uniqueness, this separateness in creation. And um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, the self, so yeah, first of all is, is self-discovery or maybe like self-inquisition. And then the second stage is then self like creation and actualization and um Mm -hmm. so that that's when like you start to play I guess with so so when you actually kind of discover or understand that it is possible not only to like find yourself but to like change yourself and start modifying things and um look at like your behavior patterns and like you know if you're just like a you just really want to stop doing this shitty thing that you do (laughs) and you just look at that and then Mm -hmm. you know there's for a long time I was just like well you know that's just who I am that's just me and everyone knows oh that's Ollie you know and then there's a point where you're like well actually you can really be quite malleable and if I you know it's kind of like I equate it to like being on a balance beam you know you're like you got to be really focused (laughs) for a long time to like stay all right I'm gonna just Mm -hmm. really practice focus staying on this path and then then you stop needing to focus on that because maybe the balance beam widens I'm not sure where that metaphor goes but it's like yeah like you just you become stable in that in that reality and it's no longer part of your of your being Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so interesting so in that place of self-discovery and self-actualization when you get to that place where you're like actually you know what I've uncovered the layers like here I am getting into that sense of truth and really almost solidifying your foundation with respect and knowing that it's going Mm -hmm. to evolve and shift are there certain tools or certain techniques maybe a mindset whatever it looks like that has really helped you stay in that foundation and stay true to yourself when it is the most challenged so say your boundaries are crossed or certain aspects of your truth are being challenged whether it's an opinion a belief whatever it may be has there been a tool a technique a whatever that you've been able to harness and work with when you are challenged so that you can stay connected and true to yourself 
I think that I've always tend to find myself, it's more not like something that I can practice to stay in, but it's a way to get back because it's all, I, I find myself mm. generally kind of like, like flowing over to wherever that experience or emotion is. And I think that, that you should mm-hmm. do that and you should just go through it. And then once that's done, then it's kind of like the, the tool, the practice is kind of understanding who you are. It's kind of an experience. Like I, I remember it was, it's pretty deeply rooted in like my experience taking psychedelics, this I, this idea of, of understanding the self and understanding, you know, where I've come from to then as a waypoint mm-hmm. and then and that, so you know how that feels right you know that you know what that experience is like and so you know in relation to where you're feeling right now that that's not it there is no specific practice it's just kind of like whittling the experiences that you are experiencing right now it's like well that's not it that's not it and then you're just like ah oh, this is this is it you know and, and I, I guess it comes I guess it comes from like mm-hmm. There is a mental exercise. Like I, I remember there was um, this one uh, meditation that I did uh, online on YouTube once um, by Ram, Ram Das, and he was mm-hmm. he was um, going through the idea of like um, you know having uh, a, you know, a small light emerge in the center of your chest, and and then that kind of starting to emerge and mm-hmm. uh, being of tranquility and, and and compassion kind of emerging and looking at you mm-hmm. and allowing that kind of light to slowly expand inside the skin self and then as that expands out into the room through to the planet through to like the galaxy the universe and beyond into undescribable Mm. self and then looking from that place uh inwards you know and but this time kind of just as that being of like compassion and tranquility showing love and compassion back to all that is which is you and then mm. sort of bringing you know zooming back in again and then so kind of like hovering over your body consciously as that self looking at the self mm. that you thought you were and then showing that self compassion and love and then slowly allowing that to kind of come back slowly and back to its original point into the heart and that just always mm. works for me mm. beautiful There's such an essence of interconnectedness and oneness within that that I think is so beautiful and potent because it is in that place of understanding that oneness, that we are that, that is us. That's kind of the place in which all creation occurs and that place of compassion truly opens up. And I think, I know for myself, I find a deeper essence of empathy when I can come into that interconnectedness. So I think that's such a beautiful beautiful point to bring to light. I'd really love to hear how or your take on or any insights that you may offer to those who maybe don't necessarily have a spiritual practice to someone who maybe actually doesn't know where to start. Because I think on the grander like global community scale, this conversation is just getting more and more prevalent of coming back to ourselves and thinking for ourselves. Like you see our political climate, you see what's happening on a sustainability and an environmental level. But I think if we can scale it back and come back to a place of self, of my own individual actions matter, they make Mm -hmm. a difference. But to make that difference and make that change, I need to know what my truth is. I need to be able to come back to a connected space. Mm. So is there is there something that you would offer to someone who doesn't know where to start or maybe doesn't really grasp the spiritual side of it, 
just yet? Is there a starting point or an offering I don't think that you, you have? I don't think you need to. I think that some of the uh, most enlightened, if you want to call it that, people I know have no grasp or no interaction with what we assume is spiritual. <laughs> what they've just done is they've just gone and experienced life and they've just been in it and gone 100% yeah. into whatever they've been doing when you're in that space and you're just experiencing and you can take it on board but without out kind of shifting it into the mental and shifting it through like the the neocortex the analytical mind that's where you can really reap mm. the benefits of growth you know and i don't think you need to be on the spiritual path at all in quotation marks yeah um but yeah like, like so what, what it comes down to in the end, and you you touched on it, like you you, you said it there was um, people who feel disempowered and disconnected, mm. where they don't know where to start, and it's just literally understanding that you can't not be connected to everything, and um, you know, we are all one kind of you know that so you know from the base layer like the energetic layer or the molecular layer or the cellular layer or the organism layer, the human layer, the cultural layer the ecosystem layer, the planetary layer mm-hmm. is all connected, you know, and it just can't not be. And mm-hmm. the the interesting thing about, you know, the political climate right now and, you know, the sustainability and everything like that you, that you mentioned is sort of there's like a there's a there's a schism in the there's like a separation in the in the human consciousness and, mm. and it is distinctly on the one side on the one pole there is disconnection and on the other side there is connection and you you fit somewhere in mm-hmm. that spectrum and and you shift a lot but like the more the more you connect connected you are in your awareness and conscious awareness the more likely you are to create more change for the better and those that are feeling disconnected and separate are those which you know like it's like it goes back my favorite moment Tolkien fans might be ashamed of what I'm about to say because I'm going to butcher it but like uh, like like his um his creation myth was brilliant because he kind of like it was the it was the god and he was like all powerful all one and then he sang the, the gods and the goddesses and into being and then they all sang mm. their own part and and the harmony and the music created you know everything from the mountains the lakes um all there was but there was one person Mm. the one god that wanted their own song and um, sang in disharmony Mm. with the rest of the choir and that was responsible for all of the evil and darkness in the world and it's like this brilliant Mm. story because it just encapsulates everything he's just he was disconnected and out of sync harmonically and that's what it is. And so it's not necessarily mm. people are doing these things. It's just like the, uh, that out of evil, it's just out of self-interest. And you are self-interested because mm-hmm. you feel disconnected. And there's this idea of mm. um, if you want to be a dictator and control the world and make everybody your subjects, the first thing you, you do is that you disconnect people, you uneducate them, you kill off all of the musicians and the artists and people who are highly mm. skilled. And then you take away infrastructure. Um, you only create like a road from your palace to the airport and back and only things that are you know, very limited. Mm. And that's like, it's a brilliant strategy. So I think for mm. us who uh, want the opposite of that to occur, we do the opposite. So it's literally get together, 
connect with as many people as possible on a human level as much as you can in large numbers and talk about things communicate create art create music you know mm. focus on 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 bettering yourself and skills and use those skills to help the people which you've been gathering with and then it, like that it's just the recipe mm. to do the opposite and to create change wow yeah i absolutely love that i think yeah holy full body chills i'm like <laughs> yes Love it. So with that, I really want to, I want to unpack that. I think there's a lot to unravel there. So with that connection, with that, because you do see this massive conversation around, like we can talk about social media that's said to connect us, but can actually be used as a weapon to disconnect us and to further segregate yeah, and isolate us. Totally. So with that conversation around like meeting with like-minded people and actually communicating like that physical mm. connection, the mm. face-to-face connection, what would you say for those who, because within that, within that social media and the disconnect or however you want to look at it, we also have this rising conversation around mental health. We're seeing anxiety, depression, those isolating mental health concerns and issues on the rise. So we have more and more people actually looking to isolate and disconnect because of everything that's occurring and everything that's going Mm. on. What would you say in that context? Like, How would we reconnect and reintegrate those kind of communities and connections and kind of invite people back into that space of community when we do have a lot of tools working against us that's really true about social media because yeah on the one hand it does completely connect us in ways that we can never have like done before Mm. but at the same time it it then stops us from going the next level because I think a lot of people really underestimate there's so many levels of communication which happens and so what we're Mm -hmm. we're using you know verbal communication for this podcast a lot of people use like mm-hmm. you know textual communication on social media but then the far more impactful is yeah. like the chemical the bioelectrical the um the social um mm-hmm. the more primal versions and that just comes from people being in the same room together and it's a lot it's something that computer scientists i don't mm-hmm. think really fully understand yet is how powerful that is yeah and so I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's just, first of all, you can get a lot of people together, but if they're still not, I guess, authentic to themselves and honest mm-hmm. to others, then you're going to have a rough time. So I guess you got to start there. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? I think you just drop the stories in yourself. Mm. You just let go of what you think people should, how you think you should behave based on people's perspective or your perceived perspective, uh, drop your own story, mm. you know, and you just like stop the stories, stop the mental chatter. And then if you can kind of just remember you, remember who you are, you know it because, you know, you've been, like, particularly, I think for me, it's like when I tap back into who I was as a, you know, as a child, as a kid, that was kind of some mm. of my most authentic moments because there wasn't those stories so then you just like kind of Mm -hmm. tap into that and then authentically relate to other people that's the best thing Mm -hmm. that the world needs right now yeah that authentic connection hey man if we could just get everyone into that space because it is it is that chemical reaction it is that that frequency that you want to get on and it's it's within that space of whether it's movement whether it's yoga whether it's simply being simply being around Mm. others I think there's such a profound effect and I really do like I would love to hear what it is because I think the moments that I have witnessed you as your most authentic when I think of Ollie 
and I think of the most authentic space, it's ecstatic yeah. dance. It's it's witnessing the atmosphere, but the the permission for every single person in there to be their most authentic, raw, vulnerable, primal mm. being. What does that feel like for you? Like, I can't even, I know I experience it in my own way when I'm facilitating certain things, but what does that feel like for you to be in that space facilitating something like that? It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's very empowering. It's, I guess, like the only way to to really do that is to is to, um, yeah, exactly that. Like you can't be in your head and you can't be thinking about it, and you have to drop into mm-hmm. well yourself, but then yourself as a collective, you know, as the room energy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, and then so it, it almost it almost shifts from being a individual experience, although it's kind of, it does go in and out of like the individual to the group, individual to the group. Um, But as, you Mm. know, as it moves on through the, through the process of ecstatic dance, it kind of starts to elevate and sink more into the group consciousness. And Mm -hmm. I guess that's where, that's where the magic happens. And that's where, uh, like, I've seen it not only in ecstatic dance, but at festivals and times when people are really Mm -hmm. connected into themselves, they, they end up connecting into everybody else by default. And so the, and people end up just becoming Mm -hmm. this kind of hive of bees or ants, you know, they just kind of, they work they work together yeah. simultaneously and whether or not the bee is actually really conscious of that he's like flying super close to the other one, but not missing and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. this idea of like when an organism turns into a super organism, like this collective. Yeah. I, it's so hard to explain. I, I don't think it is something that you can, maybe someone could, but I don't think it is something that you can intellectually kind of break down and here's the secrets to it rather than just dropping, like dropping everything else, which isn't that because that's who we are at our core of our being and everything else on top Mm. is these kind of shells and layers and um, protection barriers and like Mm -hmm. castle walls and stuff, which we put around ourselves. And that's what's stopping this connection that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really beautiful to be able to articulate that experience in the way that you just did, because it is, it's, I didn't know how you were possibly going to answer that because how do you verbalize something that is so felt sense, so somatic, but to hear you, verbally express this way in which we can coexist and co-create simultaneously connecting with others and so deeply connecting with ourselves in a space like that I think is really profound because it is it kind of illuminates and shines light once again on that concept of when the layers are stripped away, when nothing is left, when you are your most open, your most connected and grounded, it's exactly what you said. That's when the magic happens. That's when that deep connection mm. can unfold. So I think that is really powerful to hear that express. Yeah, like that is yep. basically uh, the essence of it is it's not really about adding anything but you know, in stripping away. And that's my experience with ecstatic dance, um, mm. particularly, but also I think like from the moment that I kind of realized that there might be, you know, something else, you know, something other to discover than, you know, like the, the regular world. I don't know if you want to call it that. It's always mm-hmm. been a, a matter of taking away these layers 
to reveal deeper truths and the same thing with the self it's like you know the first time you go to ecstatic dance it's this there's so many layers there <laughs> that you've got which and particularly mm. for us particularly yeah. in western culture you know our attitude towards dance itself you know so there's like all of that and it's like first of all it's like am i a person that can go to ecstatic dance what are people from the outside of that going to think of me and then you go through and then you're mm-hmm. inside and it's like oh my god i'm in a room of people dancing what are they thinking you know and then yeah you know then there's like the layer within you which is like okay well what do i think of me and then underneath that like once you kind of get through all of that and then it's like okay well am i actually really dancing for myself hmm. or am i dancing for others am i trying to pull pretty shapes or you know do these certain things or am i just expressing yeah you know what is happening at that moment yeah there's so much within that in itself because if i think to my first experience with ecstatic dance I was terrified yeah. <laughs> like I the concept of it, I was like yeah. absolutely not like what do you mean there's no alcohol what do you mean there's no atmosphere in that regard like there was so many things going through my head I'm like I don't know how to dance I can't dance I like there was so many questions and barriers and the confronting nature of hearing what ecstatic dance is and then being about to step into it I can't even fathom how it sounds to others because like for some people they hear ecstatic dance and they're like absolutely not (laughs) can't move my body I can't do that I would be in my head the whole time this and that because it brings up a lot of stuff it brings up so much of your insecurities of your inner demons that you're working with and through and the truths that you don't necessarily Mm. want to hear because when you move your body if you think of the somatic way in which you move our tissues actually store that cellular memory stores everything. It stores our emotions, our thoughts, physical things that have happened to us, traumas, stressors. So when you move your body, there's so much potential for a release, an emotional flooding. There's so many factors to consider. Yet when I was in that seen and in that experience it's the most cathartic therapeutic and meaningful experience to be able to shed all of that and let it go and still acknowledge it and know that it's there it's a part of you but it's such a profound profound experience so if you were going to explain to someone who has never heard of or understands what ecstatic dance is, how would you explain it? I would explain it as like the essentially the most primal version of movement that you can experience. You know, there's some mm. um, there's pretty good evidence uh, music and dance. Um, has been with us since the beginning of humanity and uh, mm-hmm. you know some believe actually before and it's mm-hmm. this uh, you know up until literate cultures emerged it was the primary form of communication and and um, you know it's like the original hard drive of information it's sto- it stored that uh, cultural mm-hmm. norms and uh, you know where things were and uh, so it had, has information is encoded through movement and um, you mm-hmm express through expressing that you are expressing these deeper truths and it's, and it's hilarious mm. particularly to us who grew up in this culture to think that you know oh, we're just just dancing you know and, and you are you know and, 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 and mm. you know on one level it's just fun but then on, on another level you mm-hmm. are doing these things and you are you know you go you do go through these huge emotional breakthroughs that uh you can get to through like 
psychology and and um, like different paths and meditation. But for me personally, it has been the most impactful experience mm. because it it do, it doesn't go through the logical pathways of the brain. You know, it bypasses all of that. So then it can tap in mm. straight to the core into the emotions and that's what music does very well and Mm -hmm. then dance is kind of like the the human response to music (laughs) in a way and so Mm. i'm I'm not sure if you've if you've seen cymatics you know this uh, resonant experiment where he puts uh, uh, this vibration and then sand moves in different geometric patterns based on and when i first saw that i was like yes so that is essentially what dance is. It sound comes through mm. the body and then it translates geometric forms out in through dance movements, you know, and we, so we are like, it's this relationship. Yeah. And uh, that's why it can be so powerful and shifting among other things. Mm. But that's, I guess that's not really a nutshell, but that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'd explain it. Oh, but it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a transformational experience, no matter the duration of it. I have found, because it's, I like, I'll be the first to admit, it was the last thing that I ever mm. thought I would do. But after experiencing it once, and then twice, and then a couple more times, I was like, oh, there's <laughs> something to this. And I think it is that that idea of it doesn't matter the tool. It doesn't matter what it is that you connect with. And it might be you connect with something for a month and then you shift and use a different modality or tool or technique. But when something resonates, Mm. it's for a reason. And I think if we can get to a place where we feel that connection and we dive into it and we take what we can from it doesn't matter how long it lasts if it's with you forever amazing if it's with you for a year or a week whatever it is but the tools and the unraveling that occurs within that space is so yeah so and if i can distill what you like a question that you asked earlier about what could what could somebody do mm. um, who wasn't on this like spiritual path it would literally be yeah finding the edge right finding your edge of comfort because it doesn't matter what yeah. you're doing if you're on your comfort the, the your the edge of your comfortability it's going to create mm-hmm. huge ripples and shifts in the body and in the in the self and yeah. everything and people around you and that is where it all is so like the more and you're going to and that that's an elastic band because it does you know it kind of moves out and then kind of comes back but not quite as far every time and you're mm. going to keep moving it out and you'll get you'll become like so, certain things that you're comfortable with now you would never were comfortable before and so then your job is to kind of find the next mm-hmm. bit yeah. love that yes that edge is so powerful so so powerful so I have one more question for you that's kind of it's my favorite question this is the place where I want to get to know a little bit more about that truth within because one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast is to really explore this concept of when we connect to our truest, most vulnerable and real self, when we're in that space of centeredness, there's a healing that occurs. There is a transformation that happens and we start to live authentically. We start to speak our truth. And I think when we're in that space, we have the capacity to make change and to make big, big shifts in this world. So is there something, is there a big change that you would like to make on even thinking on like within the global community or is there a norm a societal norm that you would like to disrupt and what would it be and why okay (laughs) it's a big Mm, one it's a big one juicy juicy question so the big i mean i believe the biggest change is 
to do with creating our connection. You know, I feel like the, the worlds will change. I think it's a law that the more we do connect with each other and the planet mm-hmm. and ourselves, like the more layers of connection that we have, the more that we are going to empathetically be able to react and respond to the dangers which are inherent in the planet, but also the dangers which are inherent in the dominator culture that exists today that Mm. wish to control like every kind of of society consciously or unconsciously and so i think like Mm -hmm. what i would say is to raise awareness of the two polarities of like the people who seek partnership with each other and the planet and those which seek to dominate and extract because that to me seems Mm. to be the uh this fundamental essence of a the problems in the world and b the solutions so like it it doesn't matter what aspect or problem that you're talking about it can be explained through either the lens of domination or partnership and so it's kind Mm -hmm. of understanding is like hey where am i right now am i seeking to control this situation or am i seeking to be symbiotic with it and And then moving that out into the community is like, am I, you know, is there anything in this community that is seeking to control it externally or are we seeking partnership? I'm I'm not sure if I'm explaining this right, but it's, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's, it would be to raise awareness for that and acting Mm -hmm. in a place of connection as much as you can, because when people Mm -hmm. are doing that on Mm -hmm. mass, you know, it's, it's an exponential. And so like, and it's already happening, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. something that is a brand new idea, but it's like accelerating that. Cause what I feel is I've been talking to a lot of people this week about it is that, so I don't believe that people who are really, you know, who are, you know, destroying the earth or destroying the nature on the earth are doing it that consciously, but they mm-hmm. have kind of launched like a blitzkrieg offensive onto the planet and they've really ramped mm-hmm. up their actions massively. And what we need on the side of people who do feel like they are connected and do feel that as an appalling thing to do, to take action and to really Mm-hmm. internalize this truth and respond with this action and this kind of warrior spirit because what's happened mm. f- with our generation particularly is we've kind of kind of grown up disempowered to make change and we've kind of believed in mm-hmm. this rhetoric that you know oh well you know the powers that be will thwart any kind of uh, ch- like anything that we throw at it so there's no point even trying and so then that is a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm-hmm. then you don't do anything and then the, ch- the system gets worse and then that further then yes. uh, further your belief and distrust in the system but really when you look at any kind of change that's ever happened it's been because people believed that they could do so united and created a uh, a force you know and, and delegated responsibilities and some mm-hmm. people are really good at connecting some people are really good at uh, innovating but just getting together under a single cause believing that you can make a change and, and being connected is, mm-hmm. is the huge thing absolutely and i think that's such a powerful way that it just kind of came full circle it really just looped back in on itself and that concept of when we do feel empowered within ourselves and we're living that embodied experience that ripple effect of connection starts to manifest in a way that we are impacting and affecting everything else around us and it's getting in touch with that truth I know for myself personally when I see what's happening in politics in religion in environmental sustainability women's rights LGBTQ equality all of it 
like the inner activist in me just like <laughs> ramps up and I'm like, I need to change the world. And I, I do, I get so worked up about it. And I think it can be so easy to, to feel defeated for myself. I'm like, what can I do? Like, what, how are we going to make this shift? What are we doing? How are we going to swing this pendulum back into a place of balance? And I think it's really powerful that you reiterated that idea around mm. do what you can do come from that place of this is what mm. I have the capacity for. These are my strengths. This is what I've mm. got. This is what I believe in. And let's go from there. And then that ripple mm. effect will yeah. go. I think that's so, yeah, so beautiful. 100%. Yeah, it is. I, I'm the same. I feel exactly the same right now. Like this real fiery <laughs> yeah. spirit, like arcing up. But that's what it needs. Yeah. You know? that's, what, that's what our planet is calling us to do. And one thing that's really come clear is like literally so many, like millions of people like literally lived and died to protect the land and protect the planet from people mm-hmm. who wanted to clear fell it and burn it down or or those who wanted to oppress them oppress their yep. freedom and they just went and lived and died and fought for it and then we kind mm-hmm. of have this torch you know uh that's been handed to us and we're you know more or less it kind of feels like ah uh, nah i can't really be bothered mm. with all of that stuff and it's such a waste yeah it's such a like it's the biggest waste of all time and it just can't happen hey yeah exactly exactly so is there something on your radar as of lately that's kind of so if you've got this warrior spirit and you're in it and you're like okay I've got this torch what am I going to do with it is there something on your radar right now something that you're actively involved in or in the process of getting involved in that you feel is making that change you want to see have you seen anything or creating I would something? Love, I would love to say yes. You know, I'd love to have have that thing that I, like I'm like, yeah, that this is it. I don't. Mm. I, I think that by doing that, like from staying in this in this place and, and trying to connect as much as possible, uh, that it does have an effect which is non-quantifiable. It kind of just it has this kind of real ripple effect. Uh but then, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, there's this next stage which needs to happen. And I think it, you know, it, it is a, is it is a combination. It's going to have to be, you know, a combination of, you know, first of all, explaining and raising awareness of this situation. Yeah. That's one. And then the second is like combining all of the fronts. So like the people who are into like sustainability to the people who are, um, you know, innovating new technologies to try and guide away from, you know, using technologies which suck a lot of resources and um everything in between mm-hmm. but no i don't mm-hmm. have a i don't have a, a plan yet yeah it'll happen it'll happen thank you so so much for this time i that insight that wisdom that you've brought to the table speaking from that place of experience and your own capacity and domain is so so valued and so appreciated because this is this is that thing, you know, this is, it's having conversations like this, it's bringing awareness and educating, it's, it's sharing experience and telling people what is going on and ha- like allowing them to actually find that place of making informed decisions for themselves. So this time definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And I so, so greatly appreciate you taking that time out and spending wow. it. With me. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I the feeling is mutual. I I, I really I'm honor what you do and um, I'm really pleased that you're raising these points and these really amazing questions. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best with that. 
you so much for listening. And if there's anything, anything at all that you want to explore or you have ideas about and want to get into, please, please drop me a line. You can find us at The Self Agency Advocate on both Facebook and Instagram. And I would absolutely love to chat. So let's connect. Let's connect.